Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof and this is level 238. Joining me tonight is Cooch Moose. Hello, Homora. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, good one. Matrarch. Howdy, magic spell language. Yeah, sorry, I don't got anything. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, if anything, I know you should be able to come up with one. I, you know, if we actually plan these things in advance. Big L wouldn't. Yeah. Nah. Now, as I say around yeah. the house, Wingardium chips and salsa. <laughs> what did I say around the house? I'll allow it. Yeah. And then uh, chips and salsa flies around the house. It's not pretty. That's actually a great spell. I love that. Yeah. To cast that when we're done tonight. And put a whole bay on <laughs> Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> what brand salsa do you? <laughs> Wait, they have sure salsa. Some old bay salsa out of somewhere. Mm-hmm. I've never f- seen it or had it, but I'm sure there's some old bay salsa. Uh, we are in the food segment. I'm going to go check. Yeah, that's while, what I'm, I'm on Introduce it the next person. Oh, old bay salsa. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there are definitely uh, recipes for old bay corn salsa, martini is. salsa. You take the salsa and you put old bay in it. See? There's your recipe, <laughs> right, guys, right Kenny? While we're in this portion of the podcast, I do see, you know how it is when you search in Google, and there's always the people also ask portion. The number one question, and I oh, have dear. to ask this to our pair of Marylanders, Ooh. what does mm-hmm. Old Bay taste like? Life. Um, heaven. <laughs> 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 old Bay is life. <laughs> <laughs> It tastes, like, it tastes a lot like salt. Um, and and it's the like backs of crabs, yeah. Season all but better. Now, do they come in pill form? Or like, can you just inject it right into your I bloodstream? I can whenever I want, L. I don't know. You can shake it out and make lines. It's fine. You don't need, it doesn't need to be in a pill. Uh, you can mainline it. I am not doing lines of Old Bay for lines. five subs. They have the Don't Old Bay patch. Ask. They have the Old Bay patch for people who can't go a couple hours out there Old Bay. Um, uh, it does require a prescription. What the heck is happening? I don't so even know. Is it is it customary to just ask for hearts of Old Bay on Valentine's Day in your neck of the woods? I'm mad I didn't think of that. Ooh. Well, keep it in mind. Keep it in mind. I sense uh, Valentine's Day Gway. Yes, Valentine's Day Gway. Uh, oh, oh no! This week's this week's uh, question came from you, so why don't you go ahead and read it? Putting me to work. Well, that's fine. Yes, since I wasn't here last week, I missed you all terribly. And uh, big ups to uh, Wild West, by the way, for uh, filling in admirably. You know, despite being a, a Westerner, he's. Fine by me. He was great. We had fun last week. Yeah. He really opened up. Anyway, this question comes from awesome community member Big L. Never heard of him. And we're totally recording this on Valentine's Day for sure. (laughs) And we want to know, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, we want to know your favorite Xbox co-op games. 
Um, but I'd love to hear some stories, achievement related, if possible. Uh, and if you've got your spouse or significant other to play any games with you, I wanted to hear those stories. But if not, any stories about co-op gaming, be it a friend or relative, whatever. So we posed this question to the patrons. And we got a pretty good array of answers and MDP's answer. So, <laughs> Michelle, you want to start with that? <laughs> yeah, I'll start with MDP's answer. Rocket League, obviously. Okay, moving on. X the Hero says, I've mentioned it plenty of times, but my wife and I have played through the entire Gear series in split-screen co-op. Some of our best gaming memories. Gears That's awesome. Is perfect for this. It's such a great choice. Vulgar Latin answers. The girlfriend and I played House of the Dead Remastered Saturday. It was nice because I was able to set it to one-hit kills, god mode, and infinite ammo. Made it much less stressful for her. And that's something really cool about mm. games today. Like I read an article recently about how we've been introducing games to people all wrong. Like we'll hand them a control and go, but it's easy. Just just press A. And if you've never played a game before, like especially when we're talking about 3D games where one controller controls where you're moving and one's controlling a camera, it's really confusing to a new gamer. And the fact that we have all these cool things where we can set these sorts of uh, accessibility options to make it easier for non-gamers to play is amazing. So that's a very cool story. Yes. Um, and so, Arutirk. Oh, go ahead, L. Wait a minute. I want to know about House of the Dead. Is that I? There's the house on Xbox? that has dead in it. Does uh, he have a Dreamcast hooked up? I don't know that there would be type? <laughs> typing of the dead. I had on Dreamcast also. Oh, I mean, I, I don't think it's on Xbox. Like, no one ever plays this game. I don't know if it's. I mean, this well, might Volker be does. just splitting hairs. Oh. He did say remastered. This says remake. I don't know if they're the same or different. Oh dear. Um, I don't know. Here it's we possible because <laughs> well, well, vulgar. Vulgar at difference. some point. Vulgar at some point was a Steam gamer for a while, right? He's told us before how he took a break from Xbox and then kind of came back around to it. I imagine it's the same thing, but just just putting that out there, you know, to cover as many bases gun? as possible i doubt it uh what? let's see house of the dead remake you need this a, a 68 hour completion that was released Maybe in april PC. of 2022 so yeah it's uh mm. and it does look in fact like vulgar was playing the game on february 12th which uh was earlier this week so that yeah the that would be the one. valentine's day ga uh, game Absolutely. Romantic. I mean, what else would you play? Yeah. Well, who are we to judge what people do on their Valentine's days? So that can uh, go oh. up. All right. Put me down. Well, good to know. Down. Michelle, we're getting it. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> I got one more patron response to read. Oh, my bad. Uh, Ar <laughs> <laughs> Arutirk, uh says... In recent years, my girlfriend and I have enjoyed It Takes Two, Power Wash Simulator, and Escape Academy. Escape Academy got me to actually start doing real-life escape rooms, which I find to be enjoyable. So that's a win. My girlfriend has really enjoyed Power Wash Sim, and contrary to Koosh's verdict, so you're getting called out here, Koosh, playing the DLC even without achievements is still a lot of fun. I don't no, take that not. as a Koosh take, but I didn't say it wasn't it is. fun. I just said it wasn't something I was going to do. Fun. 
Well, yeah, of course you don't like that game because you must have got me and you. He confused. said it last week. Probably, I think he said it last week. Well, you made a comment such as one, you know yourself. Once you get the thousand, you're done with it. You you make. Well, yeah, but that's, that doesn't mean it's not fun. It just means I'm not going to uh, do it because I deprive myself of uh, fun uh, if there are no achievements. Well, I've, I I have been playing the the Tomb Raider DLC for Power Wash as well with my brother, and we just made it through the third of the DLC levels, and we've been having a great time for no achievements. So it's awesome. What? And I'm looking forward to the Final Fantasy content coming out eventually. Also likely with no mm-hmm. achievements. Um, we have continuing here on top of co-op games. We both really enjoy watching the other play heavy story games. Recently Persona 5. But also she's enjoyed watching me play Spyro and Danganronpa. As they're games she's really enjoyed in the past that I now get to play. And I've enjoyed her playing The Witcher 3. Um, so yeah, speaking personally, like my stories are more that way. Like... Um, one of obviously we've told many stories here Elle and i've played many many games go up um so aside from that because that's stuff we've talked about before uh one of my favorite co-op memories was actually a good friend of mine in college like just kind of like watched me play through bioshock and was involved in stuff would be like oh hey check this out or go here or do this but it was sort of like our thing we would sit down together and and like i would do the playing but he was super involved and that was a really cool way to go through a game. And I know I've pitched that with Bioshock before is that it's a good game to just sort of almost have someone go through it with you as if they were watching a movie. Mm -hmm. So that was a great time. And the other kind of fun co-op experience for me was rock band um, in its many varieties, but specifically Mm, Beatles rock band, because it was super awesome to have my, you know, now 80-year-old mom, pick up a microphone and sing some of the lines. So it's not traditionally what we think of when we think of playing video games, right? But like Rock Band was great for that and doing co-op stuff with people who didn't traditionally play co-op, uh, especially because that was a game that did also allow you to change difficulty. So every instrument could be something different. Not everyone had to play on expert. So those were some some great co-op memories for me, at least. I like that. Rock Band's a good one. I didn't think about that. Yeah, very nice. It took them a while to figure out to just put on no fail. I feel like mm-hmm. it took them a little while. To I just, think so. You know game what? Design put on no fail philosophy. Like, yeah. yeah, I think just game design philosophy generally changed a lot with regard to that stuff because there was always this sense mm-hmm. of like you're playing to accomplish something, to to win, to beat the level, and I think the philosophy has changed to we want you to be able to access the content. It's more important to the game developers that you get to play it to the end, no matter how you play it to the end, than you get sort of raked over the coals if you're not skilled enough. And there are certain games that are still developed that way, of course, but more and more games are introducing stuff like that. And and so I just think it's that change in uh, in development over time. Right. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, Rock Band is so great. I miss it so much. Mm-hmm. I miss having rock band parties. Me too. Me All too. Right. All right. But I'm going to go next. I'm going to read out mm-hmm. some patron responses. Uh, first one comes from Freaky Aro. He says, My wife went to Achievement Fest with me last year and played Power Wash Sim- Simulator the whole time. I used her for achievements in Lego Star Wars and Connect Adventures. When we moved to California and we're staying in an Airbnb, we played a lot of fibbage. We laughed so hard we cried at the hilarity. It was hysterical. Did he play like two player uh, fibbage? 
Well, Apparently. You can. Unless it, they join a random game. That might be more to ask. Yeah, that's not the something two-player to ask more game. details on. Yeah, that's not the because two-player game he have... should be playing with his wife in the hotel. <laughs> he should be playing, like, cards or something. I don't know, Fibbage. <laughs> I've only played it's a couple of the Jackbox. Uh, Jackbox games. Yeah, but none of those really work with two people. You need, I would say, six, at least four. Oh, yeah. More and better, I know that. Well, you could have... I've only played a couple. Sort of bots playing that give the, you know cheat answers and, and use them as throws. Yeah. Some of them are pretty good. So you could make that work. Like Fibbage, uh, in case anyone else is like Kenny and doesn't know it, is uh, a game where you, you just, you have to make up a, a lie. Like there's a prompt and it'll say something like, you know, in 1812, a book was written by Sir Thomas such and such about blank. And th- like, it, there, it's a factual thing, but you're supposed to put some kind of goofy lie in there. And so you're I well now I'm getting myself confused. I think oh, with Fibbage, I did play this one. With Fibbage, you're trying to you're trying to throw people and get funny answers, but there's a correct answer. So um yeah, I think you you can make it work with the sort of lie for me stuff. Oh wait, I did play this one. Oh yeah, this is a good game. I like Fibbage. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at when you started explaining, I'm like, that sounds familiar. And I looked like, it up. It's just like, oh, wait, I have played that. Right. Fibbage is sort of like a Mad Libs like fill in the blank where, where Quiplash is you know, giving a whole yeah. phrase. But they're, they're, they share a lot of common bonds between the two. So we're due for another Jackbox right, night, uh, it sounds like. But yes, moving on. Nice. <laughs> uh, next patron response comes from Scarverse says, my wife plays Minecraft, Stardew Valley, and Overcooked with me. She'll occasionally try other games, but she doesn't like most of them. I'm always on the lookout for simulation management slice of life games that I think she'll enjoy, but that has led to getting some terrible games on my card. (laughs) (laughs) The sacrifices you make for the one you love. We always have to blame (laughs) other people for putting bad games on our card. (laughs) Overcooked sounds like a great game for the marriage. All right, and <laughs> as long as in, five. In re- I'm just imagining in real life, like something burning. You just run to get the fire extinguisher, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, "Nope, do it again." You throw this one in the trash. You got to do it again. <laughs> oh, overcooked. All right, uh, Mental Night Five says my favorite co-op was Lego Harry Potter with the wife to be. Every time they'd freeze us for a cutscene while they made us watch our hard-earned studs blink and disappear, we'd yell, but but studs! And then a guide bricks that nearly headless Nick would drop behind him would also earn the moniker butt studs. Nice. And she'd always find new ways of killing me saying, what? There might be an achievement. I don't know. That's fair. And then Chewy, unfortunately, has the sad answer of the night and says, my wife hates the fact that I'm a gamer, thinks it's for children, and literally laughed out loud mockingly when I mentioned achievement hunting the other day. If I said I had given away my Xboxes and all my games, she would jump for joy. So no, no local co-op here until my soul, my sons are old enough, that is. That's sad. Ouch. I mean, does she know that yes. your name is Chewy on Ice, named after... Uh... 
<laughs> uh, a Star Trek away. character. Yeah. yeah. yeah How do you? <laughs> now, now. Yeah, so for me, Brooke doesn't necessarily play games as much anymore. Apparently, before we uh, ever started dating, she w- she played quite a bit. She played Call of Duty mostly and Halo and other stuff like that. And, and around the time we got together, she apparently had stopped playing because she got locked out of her account or some nonsense. But every so often we do play uh, a game together. Most notably, as of recently, it's not co-op, but like we've been playing Among Us together. But when we play games, it's usually like some sort of a board game, like the Harry Potter deck building game or Villainous or something. But that's cool. I do have some co-op stories like and I believe I've said this on the podcast before, but like growing up. uh, My family, me, my brother, my mom and dad, we used to gather around TV and like my dad would play tomb raider and while he's going through the levels we would all keep a lookout for like a hidden item or a hidden path or something like that we would all take turns playing like call of duty or not call of duty i don't know why i said that we would all take turns playing crash or spyro trying to get kind of trying to complete the, the levels and actually on that it's funny because i just got my i gave my parents my old xbox and i bought them like the crash and spyro uh remastered games and i had my dad come come into work the other day and was talking to me about about spyro and how him and my mom have been trying to get through it and their reflexes just aren't quite there like they used to so like they're trying to relearn how it how to run and jump and fly and get into the all the different areas to collect the gems and whatnot so that's, that's cool. fun actually hearing him play that it's also That's interesting because really cool. he had to go buy a new Xbox controller because apparently the one that gave him started to stick drift. <laughs> I thought you were saying because he smashed it in frustration. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, it's a rite of passage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be my answer. Uh, let's go to Nate next. All right. Uh, Hawkeye I won Hades Barry says. The weekly Doom multiplayer sessions were great with other members of the community, but one that sticks out is my college roommate and I playing Resident Evil 5 or maybe 6. We made it a drinking game, and every time someone died, they took a <laughs> shot. I don't know if I've laughed Oof. so hard at someone else dying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Let me just make a note of that yeah, right imagine. here. Hold That's on. just a horrible Sorry. downward spiral. I imagine people dying in real life from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> real quick way to get drunk. Glad it didn't end that way. Wild West 08 says, My wife likes the retro games more than the current batch. She helps if I need a quick hand for achievements. My favorite co-op experiences were the Gears games and Titanfall. Many mm-hmm. laughs were had while grinding the different achievements. And Northern Last says, My husband doesn't like video games except playing drums and Guitar Hero. So we played through the, the career together. Other than that, we played golf games against each other. He doesn't understand my obsession with achievements or why I stay up late playing games. That's it's funny to see it flipped on its head as opposed mm-hmm. to my my family where I stay up late playing games. Um, <laughs> so for me, I don't play a whole lot of co-op games, but some things that stuck out or stick out when I think about co-op um, 
is you were talking about uh, Michelle. You're talking about gathering around the TV and, and playing games. Back mm-hmm. in college, um, we played a little game called Final Fantasy VII, and that mm. is when <laughs> I just I was just blown away by the graphics that were possible on a PlayStation uh, from Square <laughs> Enix. Just the summons were always like. Do yeah. Knights of the Round. Do Knights of the Round. You know, yeah. so, and so we'd just be like, ooh, uh, do Tiamat. You know, and we just we'd call right. out the ones we wanted to see. And we just watched them. We just drool as those uh those animations Shiva. played on. Um so yeah, I loved I loved doing that. And it just got to the point where I think I I think it's on my profile, my Xbox profile, seeing that uh, I stayed up late. Uh I played Final Fantasy VII all through the night. On, not on my PlayStation, on a friend's PlayStation in their common room. I, I stayed up playing that uh, all night. Uh, they went to bed, and I had a PCAM test the next day, PCAM final. <laughs> I just I played straight through uh, <laughs> from dinner to, to PCAM final and, and barely <laughs> passed. Uh, <laughs> that was Those are some good times. Um, more recently, and, and not so bad for my grade point average, um, were a way out. I thought that was a really uh, unique uh, experience. I, I like playing that. Played that with Matism, uh, and then Operation Tango uh, was a really kind of cool um, uh, game. In that, like one person was sitting behind a computer looking up information, the other person was out in the field doing something. Played that with Rocker on stream, so that was also another pretty cool experience that I've never had before. Because um, we could actually we were actually streaming that to Twitch. Uh, while we were playing, so I could actually see his screen. I wasn't supposed to, uh, and I, 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 really didn't. I really didn't, except for one part where he just had a really hard time explaining what was going on. Uh, and and so I was, I just quickly looked at his screen and was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I think I get it now." But aside from that, we we actually did play that legit, except for that one, uh, in, you know, infraction. Uh, I thought that was a really cool experience. I, I and once again, need to go back and finish that. But uh, that was a pretty cool multiplayer experience I had never experienced before. Um, so I thought that stuck out in my mind. Yeah, you mentioned Final Fantasy VII. My brother and I played that growing up where I would play and he would uh, sit there and watch or same thing with like Kingdom Hearts, all those JRPGs. I mean, it was ridiculous because we each had our own save going, and we would just watch other people play sections <laughs> of the game we'd already played. <laughs> but like, it was just, it was just the summons were just so cool. They really were. I feel like a lot of people have that same story with a friend or a sibling playing some sort of Final Fantasy game. Yeah, I feel like Nate. Like you didn't really correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't really play one through six and then you didn't really play after seven as much uh i, like I played a little bit after seven uh i mean i played eight because i was like seven so good and then you know eight was just like this isn't seven um <laughs> and then i think i dabbled a little <laughs> bit and i dabbled in some kingdom hearts and just nothing really got me but before that yeah i played some final fantasy and i i think i was more into dragon warrior um before final okay. fantasy Mm-hmm. Back on the NES, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at least you played the best Final Fantasy. I can't see Ella Michelle's face, but I'm sure I, I just mean, got the I'm, biggest eye roll. I really Michelle like Final was. Fantasy Seven. I am not one of those <laughs> people who started on the NES and hate Seven at all. No, huh. I just assumed. Oh nope, wrong he assumption. Doesn't he doesn't listen to the podcast. I, and that's like, I know there are some folks who 
may have just played the Final Fantasy VII that was on Game Pass or whatever, and it's hard for them to fathom that that was so exciting. Like, because like you said, Nate, like, oh, the graphics mm-hmm. looked great and the summons and all that, but like, that really was something where you had to be there. <laughs> There's just no way to explain it without like, if if you were not playing PlayStation as that stuff was new and that was really the game starting to crest over into 3d development and all that like in a big way it's it's hard to explain like really how cool that stuff looked because i think we'd all admit it doesn't look so great now but man at the time oh god no oh i mean 8 bit to 16 bit was pretty cool but 16 bit to to playstation was a huge jump mind-blowing yep and how big that world was yeah, or yep. I guess it was 32-bit at that point. In the over CD to, over PlayStation. music on the PlayStation. Sure. Oh, crazy. Trippy. Yeah. There were voices. Mm-hmm. Like, there were actually songs mm-hmm. with voice. Like, the whole presentation of, of yeah. Sephiroth at the end with the, the chorus singing and all that. Like, my mind was so blown by everything. And now everything is, is spoken, and especially in many RPGs. You have to read a whole bunch of it because they'll talk. So yeah, all that stuff is uh, yeah. You had to be there. It's uh, there's no way to recapture it really. I mean, there were games yeah. that you would load up and then you'd pop the disc out and you put like a CD in. Oh, and it would Ridge play Racer. your CD while you're playing the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those were the days, man. All right, let's Those stop being cool, old. Cool I think games. they're more uh, patron responses that need to no, be read. No, you never want to stop being old. That's <laughs> that's, that's the wrong option. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the stop. Nostalgia and being old can be next week's topic. Somebody come up with a question for that. (laughs) Oh, what would you, or why don't you guys read off the patron responses? I don't like the patrons. I love the patrons. Especially Hatton 90. (laughs) Hatton says, my wife was a gamer when we first got together. She's pretty handy. Wait, where's this going? Oh, with a battle rifle in Halo. She's generally stopped playing as she's gotten older. <laughs> she just hasn't got the time for it anymore. <laughs> we played some games together, mainly Lego games and Overcooked. She's not allowed to play Lego Marvel superheroes anymore because all she does is turn Mr. Fantastic into a teapot over and over. I don't get it, but that is hilarious. <laughs> what emoji is that? Um... She joins us in Euro-boosting Tomb Raider session previously, and there's a quote in here somewhere that Chewie got while we were playing. All right. That sounds... That quote popped up kinky. in Patron VIP. Uh, it was like, do you guys even yeah. play games? I think Something like that. Yeah, I kind of remember that. No, no, no. What happens in Patron VIP stays in Patron VIP, guys. Oh, I, mean, I wasn't, wasn't that. We don't talk about that here. Now, well, if you'd like to know to what Hatton's wife said, you're gonna have to join us in Patron VIP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets a little uh, PG-13 in there, pretty raunchy. All right, so uh, Green Thumbs Gran Turismo man says my wife is not a gamer at all, but I can get her to play Mario. Oh, come on! I said achievement related. Uh, get her to play Mario Kart on the Wii. Or more casual party games like Jackbox when we have a group of friends together. She'll participate more in board games or such, especially if we have friends over. As far as memorable co-op moments, I have a lot of good memories from playing four-player co-op on Super Mario Bros. Wii with, on my friend's bachelor weekend and wedding day. Uh, to late-night rock band sessions with friends in high school or college. 
or catching up with friends while going through co-op on Halo, Gears, or Borderlands. I've enjoyed some fun moments in co-op. All right. And last but not least is Mr. Icefire, uh, who says, my wife is not a gamer at all. She does not play, but she lets me have my time to game, so that's cool. In terms of my favorite co-op experience, it was not co-op, but a simul play of Fallout 3 with my high school friend when it came out. Simul play, that's kind of lame. Uh, my dad had passed the year Who before. would do that? Oh, <laughs> Timmy. Uh, I'm playing that game several nights a week with my friend. It was just a memorable, memorable, fun experience at a tough time for me. All right, well, that is excellent story. I'm um, not sure how Fallout 3 Simul would work, but I guess it works like any other thing, right? I'm not sure how any Simul works, but... <laughs> right. All right, here's how it works. I say I'm lost. I ask Michelle where to go, and she tells me where to go. All right? Right. It's a lot easier That's for me to tell just, him where to go if I'm gaming. playing a game. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't make come it into up. Play in the, <laughs> that'll come into play in the James uh, Showcase really soon. <laughs> I, I, I love um, the sentiment see, and that's here. That's why your video guides are better. So <laughs> I, I, I love the sentiment as I'm here concerned. about games as like oh. healing stuff. I think that's very cool and I, yeah. I think I, I know personally too like that I definitely at some moments like that like sitting down and playing games with my siblings just as a, a thing to do and pass the time and focus on was, was huge. So that's, uh, you know, I'm sure that a lot of us have experience with that sort of thing, too. I mean, that's what Extra Life's all about, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there's healing, and then there's throwing controller um, and hurting someone, <laughs> potentially. So, Who would throw a controller? You never, <laughs> I would never do that. Kenny's dead. Yeah. <laughs> we, Sorry to we cut now, you off, we, we know how your Iron Man cup died now. <laughs> <laughs> Death by controller toss. <laughs> I don't want to play Power Wash anymore. I'm throwing the controller over there. <laughs> Hashtag worth it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've talked many times about co-op stuff as well. And but the patrons did a great job picking, uh, you know, the obvious ones: Rock Band and Jackbox. Yeah, anybody who hasn't picked up Jackbox by now, Borderlands. Bore, stop it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jackbox is the best because anybody can play Jackbox. I've gotten my parents to play Jackbox. I've gotten little kids to play Jackbox. Anybody can play Jackbox. All you need is a phone or a computer. And you can play anything. You can play, even if you can't read, you can you know have someone help you and, and play Drawful and they'll tell you what to draw and you draw it. Like there's Jackbox is perfect for anybody. And, you know, you get excited if you win, but it really doesn't matter who wins. You're just laughing the whole time and having fun. So I think Jackbox is the best to play with relatives. As far as my wife goes, uh, you know, there's obvious things like um, Pauki games where you can sit there and play the Pauki games together and we usually play all the puzzles, so that way you know, it's not just the achievement levels, so that way it's fun. When an achievement pops up, like, oh, cool, that's an achievement. And you're not just saying, oh, row three, column four, or whatever. 
Um, you know, we've talked about a lot of this stuff before. I was just feeling uh, co-op-y and Valentine's-y. Valentine's-y. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. It's the time of year. Yeah, usually this time of year you're like, it's like zero degrees. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you're supposed to be snuggling up to a, to a fire and uh, playing some games. We're cursed. It's too warm. Yeah, something happened. We won't talk about that here. All right. Thank you to the patrons, as usual. I really liked your answers, except for MDPs. And uh, we're good to go. (laughs) You know what? I will put in a bonus point for Rocket League. I play that split screen with my son often. And it is a good time also. So I will put in points for Rocket League. It's actually a perfect answer, but I didn't want to admit it at first. It's a perfect answer if anyone but MDP says it. It's just, it's the messenger, yeah. not the message. <laughs> no, it's really. No, it's a great like, answer. And and my son is way better than I am, so he just makes fun of me the whole time. So Really? I know it's shocking, <laughs> right? But Shocking. Oh, yeah, he, he plays nah, a lot of it. you've gotten better at the game. No. <laughs> He plays a lot of it. Any game with a battle pass, he plays. It's it's awful. It's that and Fortnite and yeah. Ugh. Halo. Call of Duty. Well, does he play Rumbleverse? That has a battle pass. Mm, too soon. Too soon, my friend. Unless you're Rumbleverse at Gwayne. I was attempting to rumble the person quite. <laughs> so let's get into the game showcase. L, why don't you go first? Oh, God. Well, I was going to talk about this last week, but I was not here. So here we go with some Rumbleverse talk. Now, this is probably Kush's fault since, uh, you know, he mentioned it. So I had to. See what he was talking about. Uh, basically, this is a battle royale game that is going down at the end of February, right? So there's still time to do it, I believe. That sounds right. Yeah, I, I think it's still it. in the store for free. And uh, yeah, you know, I told my uh, yeah February twenty eighth lovebirds, my uh, BCM lovebird Icefire. I said we're going to play this. He said no. And I told Michelle we're going to play this, and she said no. But uh, I eventually persuaded both of them to play it, and they did it. And we were joined by Isrit and Mike Pitch and Michelle's brother, right? That sound right? Yeah. And then we searched, and we could not find each other in the same game. So what we wound up doing is we broke into duos. So I was with Icefire, and Michelle was with her brother, and Mike Pitch was with Isrit. And that forced us to play, quote-unquote, legit, because we weren't boosting with each other. We were, we were playing. And when I say, quote-unquote, it's because a lot of the players were not real players. They were bots. So we wound up finishing in first place a few times and got the achievements for doing so. And then there's an achievement for um, lasting to 
uh, what do you call it when the ring goes in on you? Last ring. Yeah. Yeah. That's really the only stuff that was too awful. Uh, eventually, um, Wild West came in to help us, even though he had the game completed. So that was really awesome of him. And he brought his magic internet with him. That was, that's what we kept saying anyway. <laughs> and we were all av- available, uh, all able to find each other after that. So we nice. were able to boost the ones for uh, the blocking and and the other one for uh, breaking the... Uh, yeah, one is for hitting 100 opponents shields. with vicious, like blocking opponents with vicious strikes. Yes. And the other one is for blocking 100 strikes. Yeah. And then there was ones that people had trouble with, like getting an elbow off the top. But, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. That was easy for me. That, <laughs> that was no problem. <laughs> just go up top and you drop an elbow. Uh, the one that actually I needed to boost also was the stop sign one because that one breaks after two hits. And, you know, it's easy to say, oh, you hit the person, you hit them with the stop sign. But no, you don't know how much health they have unless you're talking to them. You can't see a, uh, an opponent's health. Did you complete it? Uh, so there were six of us in party, and we all got the completion in four hours. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very productive session. Probably would have done it, you know, if we had matched up sooner, we would have been a lot quicker. But that is true, but it was kind of fun, was fun actually to, yeah, get those, like, like you said, it's sort of quasi legit. Like we had to legitimately get the wins, but. You're clearly playing mostly against bots, but it was fun to do and just be like, hey, we you know, like having that thrill of the, the ring closing and getting close to getting the, uh, you know, getting the victory. So that was fun. So did you not have the experience of playing against some ringers? I don't think so. Was that something you experienced? <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I went through, like, uh, I guess it was early days yet, um, before everyone started jumping in. And, uh, so I saw a lot of bots when I went through and I said, Hey, this really difficult achievement is really easy. I got on my, my third match, I think. And I was still just figuring the game out at that point. Uh, I was like, I just, I just got this thing. These bots, they just died in the, they just jumped into the water at the final ring and I got it for free. You know, I went, <laughs> well, okay, cool. Um, so then we started getting a whole bunch of people in, um, like I said, early days still. And uh, <laughs> we were trying to help Rocker earn the duos of getting to the, the final ring. And we were playing against people that actually play the game and they're like, actually oh, like no. the game and are like really good at it. So like we'd be up on this roof and this, this, this person just starts climbing the roof and they go from climbing. Cause you, you get like a little bit, when you go over the, the lip of a, a building get a little bit of air. So they would climb up over the lip and then drop an elbow on you. And just like, they were on you like glue. (laughs) There was nothing. They were just chasing us down. They were killing like five of us. And like, we couldn't do anything to stop them. Oh no. How to play the game. And we just knew how to jump and and throw an elbow um, and bubble. (laughs) And uh, so they were just getting trashed. This one game just left and right. This one person just kept, going after us and like oh i'm down and like okay run run and so we're just like looking and telling people how telling rocker how to get away and then finally it was just him and two people and we're like wait a second why did we why did we let you <laughs> go to this final round with these two people they're just gonna murder you uh and that's what happened um <laughs> and we had that a couple times 
Uh, so people who actually played the game were just merciless. Yeah, I think uh, it took Rocker like 75 hours to uh, complete that game. What a loser. We kept messaging him with random achievements we were getting quicker than he did. It's pretty great. <laughs> well, he should have joined your party. I know. He was playing legit during the day, like a bozo. That's what I say. Of all the games for him to play legit. I know. Yeah, but I know you I guys are so. doing, uh, you did Crossfire mm-hmm. X yep. and Knockout uh, a City. And, we didn't uh, do it. We're doing Knockout. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't it's think we're going to do it's, those two, but it was fun to do a nice, easy yeah. achievement list. Um, you know, if there's still time to do it, if you need help, uh, just message Rocker Dude, and he said he will help you. Boost. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I remember. He's a good guy. And there's uh, Rumbleverse. Uh, you know, still have a couple weeks to get it done. All the time is winding down. All right. Um, well, in that case, Michelle, what game would you like to talk about? Well, uh, in addition to chasing server closures, uh, another thing we commonly do here uh, in the Achievement Hunting 101 community is chase Game Pass leavings, I guess. So... We know, obviously, they uh, announce uh, all these fresh sets of games that are leaving, and one of the games they announced in this uh, previous batch was Infernax. Infernax is a Metroidvania, and we all know the love of Metroidvanias that exists within our Discord. And for those folks who participate in the Vayner of the Month, when a uh, Metroidvania title is about to leave Game Pass, it sort of counts as a bonus monthly title that you can do. So L and uh, myself and Icefire and my brother all sat down and went through Infernax uh, in about, you know, 10 hours or so. So mm. Infernax is, th- there's not a whole lot of story to it. You're this knight named Alcidor and you come back to your town and evil has befallen it. And that's kind of where you start. Infernex has a lot of really cool hooks to it. As you go through the game, you get quests from different townspeople, and you can determine how you want to handle these quests. Do you want to do the good thing, the right thing, and help this person out? Or do you just want to set the city on fire? Because you're totally able to do that. And based on how you act, this changes the ending that you receive. And there are, I think, seven or eight different endings in the game. They're not huge differences, <clears throat> excuse me, in terms of you know, big, long, drawn-out, different cutscenes. But they're very distinct from one another, and several of the game's achievements are based around these endings. So there's achievements around getting a good playthrough and an ultimate good playthrough, an evil playthrough and an ultimate evil playthrough. Get a playthrough where you are starting to turn evil, and then you come back around to the side of good before you finish. That's part of the reason why the game on TA has a 15 to 20-hour um time estimate but there is a video that exists that kind of covers all of this in a much shorter period of time because it's basically telling you exactly which quests to do to hit the different markers you need for your evil or good um i think at the end of everything with infernax like i really enjoyed it but i'm a little sad i never actually like played it 
like hmm. just naturally. So something else important to note with Infernax, it, it it has accessibility options. So you can turn on invincibility, you can turn on max health, you can turn on max mana, you can give yourself all sorts of experience points and gold. Um, there is a, <clears throat> excuse me, a backer mausoleum that you can enter where you can enter codes, sort of game genie style to unlock even further things like this motorcycle that you can use that basically one hit kills everything. So, and this is all baked into the game. You're not breaking anything. You're not going into any kind of like strange code that you shouldn't be getting into. But because we played the game with the intention of we've got to beat this in a couple weeks, and we know there's a bunch of playthroughs, we really only played it that way. And I, as I'm looking back on the experience with the game, I, I, I wish I had spent a little time with it in a legit playthrough just to experience it that way. Um, one other fun thing that Infernax does is it has um, the Konami code, and there's an achievement for that, which is awesome. And hey. when you put it in, you get a you get to play as you know uh, like a Contra character. So you've got a gun instead of a mace, and your your jump looks like the Contra character. So like they did a really it's That's it's cool. a fun game. It has a lot of references to other games that you've probably played or at least know of. It was a really good time to go through. It is unfortunately out of Game Pass now, uh, or is going to be shortly. <laughs> so it is. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So which which again is unfortunate because it's good, but it's definitely a game to keep an eye out for if you're interested in Metroidvania titles, uh, and and it hits the right price point for you. Like it was. I, I enjoyed Infernax a lot. And that was another game I went into when I was like, ah, oh, come on, let's give this a try. And I was like, I, I really don't want to. But uh, yeah, it was it was good. I really enjoyed Infernax. That's, uh, that's my style. Yeah, <laughs> I think my favorite thing about this game was the attention to detail and the love, uh, love letter to old games that it provided. Like I noticed little things like when you put in the Konami code, the music that plays is actually uh, similar to the first level of Contra, whereas if you don't put in the code, the music sounds like Castlevania. So the soundtrack right. actually changes based on which character you play. And that's these cool. little things. Um, you know, if you're it's in also a, a shop, ton of Easter eggs. Just, yeah, sorry. I don't want to give those a ton of Easter too much, but yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of references. Um, one cool thing um, that I don't think you touched on with with the books. Um, whenever you uh, no find an ending, you you unlock a magazine, and if you read through the magazine, it gives you uh, the game genie or game wizard codes, and it also gives you tips on how to find some of the other endings so there's multiple endings good and bad and there's just a lot the game has there's a like a bestiary thing it tells you how many times you've beaten each enemy just a lot That's of cool stuff yeah yeah i mean and the cool thing where if you if you name your character a certain name like you get a special character like yes. that's, that's a throwback in yes. itself and yes, yes. I was going to get there. We unfortunately didn't get around to get to play with that too much. So, you know, I'm the idiot after we got the completion, putting in all the names of the of the guys and starting over and seeing what they look like. You know, after Tim had already uninstalled the game immediately. <laughs> so 
like a little thing you could put in the name Axidor instead of Alcidor, and you start with an axe instead, and you know, just little things like that. Um, right, and that's uh, outside of yeah. One, one, one quick thing, Michelle. One like mm-hmm. before, um, outside of retro games, there's also a love letter to horror genre things. So there's a lot of Evil Dead references, and there's a you know like a Jason character that you can play as. Just just so much was crafted. And I feel like you could keep playing this game and keep discovering new things. It's very non-linear in that way. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Emma, go ahead. Even no, you're fine. Even one of the um, the game genie codes, or I think they call it game wizard within the game, mm-hmm. is, is uh, someone's like nickname in the credits. Like there's just stuff hidden yep. everywhere, and that's that's again why I come back to like. I I am so glad I played the game in any capacity because if not for this video existing and the fact that it was leaving game pass it's probably not something i would have tried because there's just so much out there and this wasn't on my radar but i just again like now that i've experienced it i, I wish i had experienced it and been able to find some of these things on my own because it would have been cool i think to look at the the books and be like oh there's a hint to figure this thing out um also one other thing quick thing that we didn't mention is all the achievements are named after songs i believe so that's another little yeah. Like just cool Easter egg type thing where you sit there and like, I don't recognize most of them because I think most of them are like heavy metal or death metal or some kind of stuff. A lot of them come from bands in that genre. So I just don't know them. But like, it's, it's cool. It's just another thing where like, it's, it, it's an achievement list that is a good achievement list. It's fun to go for a lot of that stuff. And, and just. Like the more we played and got into it and got through it and got beyond that first playthrough and saw how different things worked, the more I was enjoying playing Infernax. Yeah, I didn't actually notice the song titles until you just until you said that. Now I'm looking through it. Yeah, yeah. There's At a lot least, of songs I never there's heard. There's a of. lot of these are definitely song titles or they all album are. titles. Yeah, they all are. And if you look on Spotify, there is a playlist that someone put together with all the songs. Oh, oh, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Unfortunately, there's no Infernex um, OST on, on Spotify like there are for some of these indie games, but it is on YouTube. I found the music to be good, but unfortunately nothing too memorable. Uh, unlike the other Castlevania-inspired uh, game uh, that we all love, Vampire Survivors, where so good. that forest theme is in my head all the time and I barely played that game. So <laughs> that is a good chip tune. Sorry to stray there, but I like to cover all the facets of the game. But overall, you have any other thoughts, Michelle, on it? No, I just the more I think Infernex is one of those games where the more that I think on it, the more I, I really feel like I enjoyed my time. Like we all play a bunch and I feel like a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. I play kind of rolls right off. It's like, okay, I went through that, whatever. Uh, it's not quite as bad as it was when I was playing a whole bunch of the really easy one Ks because I sometimes still look at them and go, Oh, I played that. I, I guess I did. I have the achievements, but like some just don't mm-hmm. stick with you. This is one of those games where just, yeah, I, the more I think about it, the more I realize I really enjoyed my time with it. 
Yeah, and it's not just you guys that like this game. It has a four four rating yeah. on TA. Really? And I also noticed it came out one year ago today. Yep. Yep. Because that's... we were totally recording Valentine's Day. And that's <laughs> why it left Game Pass. <laughs> exactly. Stupid it was time. one year thing. But yeah, if you look at um look at my friends list, there's a ton of people that waited to the last minute and got this done. Uh in the last couple of weeks. So good on everyone. All right. Even Mental Night. I'm proud of you for getting it done, <laughs> Mental Night. The day after we did, ha, huh? suck it. <laughs> All right. All right, we're doing Game well, Showcase, right? Case. Now we can go to sales? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. Oh, well, there's more? Absolutely not. We oh. have saved the absolute best for last. Oh, Nate, oh, really? what game have you been playing? Ooh. I have been playing a tiny indie title. Mm-hmm. Um... No, I haven't. I have been playing <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy. Ooh. Um, oh, I want to hear everything about it. I'm well, so mad I haven't is, been able to try this. Yeah, this is going to be a five-week series um, where I talk about <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy because the game is just that large. It is huge. Um, I purchased the Digital Deluxe Edition with my own money. Um, well, Microsoft <laughs> points, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and got access three days early. I am still. Um, some people would say I'm still in the intro um, <laughs> phase <laughs> what? of the game, and I'm not. I'm not. But some would say that uh, the game is ginormous. So I I'm going to do my best to explain uh, and describe. Um, my experiences, uh, but there's no way I could cover this game in, in just one showcase that anyone would want to listen to. Uh, and that's where time frame. So with that preface, here we go. Um, before you even start the game, what you might want to do, if you, first of all, if you're a Harry Potter fan, stop listening, go get the game. I don't know why you haven't already. Uh, if you're not a Harry <laughs> Potter fan, uh, maybe this would be interesting to you. I don't know. Uh, but if you are and you want to have the, most integrated experience, you want to go to a website called wizardingworld.com. Now, this is the Harry Potter fan club, and um, you can take a test that will sort you into your house. Uh, It will also help you to pick a wand. And if you do that before you play the game, when you go to connect the game, it will sync up with that information. The sorting hat will sort you into the house that you uh, quizzed into. uh, And your wand, when you get your wand, it will be... That will be like the default option for you. Now you can get out of that at any point and choose the one that you that. want. It doesn't have any effect on gameplay. It's just it's it's totally visual um, and cosmetic. Um, well, the houses are not. The houses but I don't they, they do have want effect to be on a you, Hufflepuff. You start in the game. Oh. Well, you can change that. You don't have to follow oh, that. Okay, I did. I respect Nobody does because because I was I, like I okay, I would be in Gryffindor, obviously. But apparently when I took the quiz, uh, you know, two years ago um, or a year or two ago, I I ended up in Ravenclaw. Okay. So I said, all right, fine. I will respect the Sorting Hat's wishes. Uh, So I went, (laughs) I'm Ravenclaw, even though on other quizzes I landed in Gryffindor and whatever. uh, And I have my wand. I said, fine. I don't care about the wand. Once I discovered that it didn't matter. Um, So I just kind of kept that. Um, And the game... (laughs) 
it it feels like Harry Potter. Unlike uh, a game that I've been playing a lot of lately, Marvel's Avengers, where it feels like you're playing the dollar store version of these characters, uh, even though it's cool, you know, uh, Captain America's kicking his shield around and stuff like that. And it looks great, but it feels like it's the dollar store version of the action figures, right? <laughs> like Corn Man, you know, that sort of stuff. But um, this game, it feels like you are in the books. Uh, it, it feels like you are in the movies. And they take all the visual stylings of the movies. So the spell effects that are in the movies are the spell effects that are in the game. Um, you know how things kind of like warp and like they're kind of a ribbon as they disappear, like house elves and such. Like all that stuff is in the game. And Hogwarts Castle um, from the movies, it doesn't seem huge. But when you are in the game, um, it is tremendously large and tremendously varied. And the wings are distinct and there's just stuff everywhere to look at. The paintings uh, are you know, alive as they are in Harry Potter. Uh, and while some of them do repeat, you, you know, every now and then you see a, a painting you've seen somewhere else. Um, if you're not really looking at them, um, you don't really notice that so much, but I started looking critically for these sorts of things like, okay, well, how unique is the artwork in the castle? And it's not repeated on every wall, but you will start to, you will start to say, Oh, I have seen that before. And I have seen that before, but as I'm playing this game, I'm just, I'm not even, Playing the game, I'm just walking. I'm just walking down a hallway, and I'm just looking at oh, everything. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm overhearing conversations uh, between students where they're talking about stuff, and I'm hearing uh, suits of armor talk to each other, and I'm I'm seeing weird things that, like are puzzles, and and like everywhere, just everywhere, there is stuff to do uh, in. The world wow. of Harry Potter. Uh, I mean, if there's one word for this game, it is really magical, and it really is. Uh, I, I hate to be corny, um, but I'm going to be. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> the game is crazy. Uh, the The best character in the game is the castle. There is just so much <laughs> going on. There's so much oh. character to it. Um, you know, uh, the, like I said, there's stories hidden everywhere. There is lore hidden everywhere. There are puzzles different kinds of puzzles. Um, there are like doors that you need to uh, figure out a code. Okay, well, how am I going to open these doors? And there's like several of them around the castle. And there are um, hidden uh, secrets in the castle. So just like the Room of Requirement and, um, you know, the Chamber of Secrets and all those sorts of things, how those are into the story. There are other things that you just discover. Like I, I was walking across this bridge and I saw this uh, these braziers that weren't lit. And I was like, hmm, as a gamer, <laughs> I know I need to light those and something's going to happen. And I did and nothing happened. And my, my daughter was sitting next to me. And I was like, huh, well, that was, that was, you know, disappointing. Like I expected like a dragon or something to fly over or fireworks. And then uh, I, I go to look at it and she's like, look, there's numbers on the, on the, braziers and i was like oh you're right that's interesting i was like well keep your eyes peeled maybe we'll see something maybe there'll be a clue nearby that'll help us to figure out what you know we need to do and sure enough we found a clue that kind of gave us an idea and we start to do it and all of a sudden like this secret passage just opens up that like we, we had no idea was even there and then that's so and, cool and, and there's like more of those <laughs> there are more of those and I'm like, oh my gosh i'm just gonna be exploring this game and i haven't even gotten to the story yet i'm just walking around the castle um one of the things they do is they uh, they gate your broom. You will get a broom. You will get the ability to fly. Do not worry. 
However, they bury that about six to eight hours into the game, and it's good that they do. Because otherwise, I would I would be lost in the in the dark forest. I would be <laughs> I'd just be <laughs> flying around, just doing stuff, looking for adventures, and not going to class. Uh, so they kind of they kind of force you into the story because they know they know that you're just going to go explore uh, if you're a Harry Potter fan. Um, you have a spell called Revealio that's available to you at all times. Uh, and that is crucial. You're, you're going to be using that to find chests. You're going to be using that to find puzzles. You're going to be using that to find solutions to puzzles. Um, that'll help you to figure out where enemies are. Um, all the spells, well, not all the spells, but a lot of the spells from Harry Potter are in the game and you have to learn them as a student. So you don't just, you're not just given the spell. You have to perform like a little mini game that is your wand motion. So you just see like, uh, like a little pattern that you're, you have to follow with your left control stick and you have to push buttons at certain points along those paths in order to speed this little spark along. And something is chasing your spark, so if you mess up, uh, you just have to try it again. Uh, you only do that one time. That's how you learn the spell. And then you uh, can, most times, they'll have something for you to do in that same classroom to practice using the spell, practice casting the spell. Um, and so that's really cool. Like that's unique. Like normally you just be like, Oh, I've picked up the fire materia and now I can use fire. <laughs> um, but no, in this, you are, you're learning how to do these different spells. Uh, and then you, then you just go do them. I mean, you learned it in a class, you learned how to make a potion in a class and now you can do that. Um, so that, that's just a really cool, uh, twist on that formula. Uh, you will be leveling up from killing things, from finding things, from, uh, exploring from solving puzzles, you begin experience as you go along. And once you hit a certain point uh, in the story, you can then apply um, skill points that you have. I think they're called talents or talent points. You can apply those across a series of categories. There are 48 slots that you can allocate wow. um, those skill points towards, and they will do things like they'll augment your spells to make them do more damage or They'll, they'll allow um, spell damage to cascade to other people around, or they'll make it so that you can stealth around a little bit better. Um, uh, just all kinds of things like that. So, But you have to be judicious, because you will only have about 35 points to spend for 48 total slots. And right now, there is no way to reallocate um, your, your skill points. Hopefully, they'll add that in at some point, because it just kind of stinks to make a mistake early on and then pay for it and not be able to get like this cool... Uh, damage bonus or something like that. Uh, but I, I don't think that you're going to paint yourself into a corner where you can't get through the game uh, if you do pick something wrong or you're not really sure what you're doing at the time. I, I don't think it's going to be a huge deal, but hopefully down the line they'll they'll give you a way to, uh, to reselect those. But right now, not. Um, <laughs> you get a, an invisibility spell, and just like in the, in the movies and in the books, um, you have to sneak around the castle at night. And if you do that without being invisible, you're going to get caught by a ghost or by a faculty or by, you know, a, a prefect or something like that. And then they'll just, they'll send you back if you have to go do that thing again. Um, and part of your exploration is going into parts of the castle that you are not allowed. Uh, and that's super cool. Like <laughs> I hate stealth. I'm not a huge fan of stealth, but it feels right in a Harry Potter game. <laughs> you're casting, this disillusionment charm on yourself and you're going through and, you know, you're getting these books out of the, um, the section of the library, the restricted section that you're not supposed to be able to get yet. 
Uh, and you're, you know, you're going into uh, the teacher's uh, tower and stuff to, to get information from there to get, you know, uh, to do a quest for some professor. Um, so you're getting, you're getting quests from professors. You're getting quests from students. You're getting um, just, you know, quests from town people as you're flying around. You're not just going to Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. You're going to other places that um, I, I don't remember them all being in the books. Uh, so there's just been places where I've just not heard of before. And, and um, it's really kind of cool that, you know, they've, they've branched out just from the books. It's not just pulling from that material. They've, they've written their own stuff. This is pre Harry Potter. Uh, so if I you're looking that. for connections to that, you're, you're not going to have Harry Potter and, and you're not going to have Snape or any of that stuff in the game, but you will find some common names like the Weasleys and such um, that their ancestors are involved uh, and so you're, you're going to hear names that you know, and you're going to see locations. Um, they they reference a certain uh, bathroom in the Slytherin um, tower that has a marking on a, a water faucet, and like no one knows what it's for. And they're just all these little kernels, all these little nuggets just dropped, and hints and clues, and callbacks, and or I guess they're call forwards technically <laughs> um, <laughs> to to the stories that you'll have nice. later. Um, it's just. I'm I'm loving this game. I've got 19 hours into it, played, um, and I'm just loving it. There there are some drawbacks. Um, number one, uh, you get a lot of spells, but you only have uh, like four spells you can cast in a in a set of spells at a time, and you can swap between four uh, sets of spells uh, very quickly with by holding right trigger and then hitting the face button. So that'll bring up a different palette of spells. Um, I'm sorry, uh, holding right trigger and then hitting on the D-pad to bring up a panel to cast your spells. You hold the right trigger and you hit a face button. Um, if you need to do something in the middle of a battle, you can do that. You can reassign in on the fly. You just hit right on the D-pad and it'll kind of pause the action. It'll allow you to pick your spell, assign it to the different uh, face button. You can map it. There you go. And then you're right back into the combat. So that's not the worst, but you kind of want to have the ability to do all your spells at one time. And it's difficult because I remember in things like World of Warcraft, you, you would have like 300 buttons on the bottom of the screen, <laughs> like for, for this scenario or that scenario. And to try to fit that into a controller scheme, I understand that's a little bit difficult, but I kind of think they could have done something a little better. Um, I don't know what that would be, but that for me, it's a kind of a, a minor sticking point. Uh, a bigger sticking point um, are gear issues. Um, you can put on pieces of gear, a hat, scarf, you know, robes, uh, gloves, glasses. And, and these things give you stats. They give you uh, more armor. They give you more damage. They also give you, uh, you know, Hey, you're really good with this spell, or you're really good at taking damage of this, you know, kind this, you know, prevents you from taking fire damage as much. Um, so they, they have stats on the pieces of gear, but they all look different. Um, and of course you don't want to look like uh, <laughs> a hobo, um, you want to look like this really cool wizard. So you can apply visual styles to any piece of gear you've picked up. You can apply that visual style from that to what you're currently wearing. Uh, the problem with that is it's tied That's to the cool. item. It's not tied to the slot. So when you get a new hat, you have to keep applying the visual style of the hat you like to every new piece of gear as you upgrade that hat slot to like the better and better gear. You have to keep applying the hat that you like its visual style. So that's annoying. So it's not tied to the slot. It's tied to the item. That's minor. I think they could fix that. Um, it's not the worst, but I just, every time I, it's just 
I get a new piece of gear. I slot it in. I then change the visual style. It just becomes annoying. Uh, the other problem is that you have limited bag space. And it's really weird in a universe where it's an undetectable extension charm or bag of holding that you can't hold more than 20 items. And you have to go do these challenges to open up more bag space. That's a little bit annoying. Uh, I find it... I find myself managing gear way more often than I care to. I really just want to be exploring and finding puzzles to solve, but really I'm managing bag space and I'm deleting things or I'm selling things. Uh, that's just, that's, I wish I wasn't doing that. Yeah. I wish I wasn't doing that, but it drives me crazy. Because with I, yeah. Mm. Cause I really just want to get back to playing the game yeah. and, and talking about it right now, I really just want to get back to playing <laughs> the game. Uh, but, but that is Harry Potter. It is Amazing. Uh, this game, I mean, I could be playing this for a lot longer. Uh, oh, one other drawback. I have not. Two other drawbacks. I've seen lots of waterfalls. I haven't been able to go behind a single one. <laughs> what? Uh, oh, and come also, on now. also, zero out of 10. There are cats everywhere and you can pet them all. I have seen zero dogs that I can pet. There's no uh, dogs in this, uh, in this universe. I don't understand it. All right. Back to 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so the, I probably should have led with those two arguments or those two grievances, but, um, but yeah, so I, I am just loving this game. If you are a Harry Potter fan, Oh my gosh, this game is amazing. And you have to get it at some point. Now, you know, it's, I think it's, it's 70 bucks right now uh, because it's already out. But if, when this thing goes on sale, I just feel so happy for the people who waited and get like that value, that amount of value out of that lower price. But I am certainly happy with what I've paid and what I've gotten so far. And just also knowing that there's so much more content that I haven't even cracked open. I just got to the part where I start um, uh, taking care of animals. Like there's, there's a little bit of Pokemon in this game. Like you, <laughs> you are raising wow. magical animals. You're petting them. You're feeding Zero them. out of town. It's crazy. Like, um, I don't think you have to do that. I don't think you have to like spend all your time doing that, but that that's a class that I just went to. I just learned how to do that. Um, and yeah, there, there are other things I haven't gotten to yet. that I, I don't even know about. Um, and I'm just loving my time and wow. It's awesome. So I, I have a question. Do you like that's it? Oh. It's okay. Um, <laughs> yes. and it's not whether or not I you like the game. I would love to answer your question. Um, oh, but you've mentioned on a couple occasions the story but as someone who knows nothing about hogwarts legacy other than it takes place prior to harry potter uh yes how is it framed because like harry potter the we know the core story there is he's this kid that doesn't even know he's a magician and then you know mm -hmm. his life gets turned upside down essentially when he finds out he is one and all these other things happen to him because of etc etc like is is your character just do they note whether your character's from a magical family or a non-magical family like is getting the letter part of it and and the story itself like I, I imagine where you're up to right now is mostly you're going to classes you're learning what's going on uh just like how to cast spells but is there a general like more overarching sense of hmm something's not right here or is that something that that still isn't really that important based on where you are Sure. Uh, yes. Thank you uh, for, for drawing that out to me. Uh, yeah. The story of Hogwarts Legacy is a big part of Hogwarts Legacy. Um, they have their own unique story. It has not been told before. It um, was never even touched on, I believe, in the books or anything. So they didn't, you know, like they didn't that. dig back in to find this. You are a fifth year student. You're starting as a fifth year student. Okay. 
who is new to Hogwarts. You went to a, you went somewhere else, and you are now being uh, <clears throat> introduced to Hogwarts. I forget the, the actual reasons for that. Um, but on your way to Hogwarts, something happens, and you discover that you have this rare talent that is very rare amongst magicians, uh, wizards. And the teacher who is helping you um, tries to guide you through, okay, oh, wow, like you have this rare ability. Let's investigate that. Let's, you know, figure out what what that's all about. And that's how you kind of start your journey. And that really is the kind of the thread that you keep returning to is, okay, well, what is this special ability? Why is this special ability? You know, apparently it's not very well known at all, but other wizards, especially the founders of Hogwarts, uh, knew of this and, and had something to do with this. And you're just kind of, you're discovering this story as you go along. So not only are there puzzles and secrets, there are secrets to the story that you're learning as you go as well. Oh, very cool. Well, thank you. Are you at least going to let us know if you can ride the broom? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, like I was saying, you get like six to eight hours in, and then that's all you do for the next 20 hours is you're just flying around, uh, you know, finding new puzzles. <laughs> you're flying around. Uh, you're flying around looking for other things to do. And I'm just like, I'm just flying. Now, you, you start a little bit slow, and so I'm just like, oh, geez, it takes forever to go everywhere. One of the nice things is um, there's fast Ooh, travel. I have so a as you find – as you find a flu um, like uh, mm-hmm. spot, basically it's like a flu little fire. It's like a water fountain, but for flu powder. Uh, and that'll let you just uh, fast travel to a whole bunch of different places around the map. Um, so that kind of helps you with your broom riding until you get more upgrades. Eventually your broom gets faster and faster and faster. I think it's like three, you get your base broom and then three upgrades, which I think are speed based. Um, and, and that's going to be really crucial for getting around and doing all the kinds of sightseeing while you should be in classes. Uh, yeah. The next <laughs> I'm question. Glad, I'm glad I got a real answer out of my nonsense question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a real question, but I don't know if it falls into spoiler territory or not. Um, I was curious if there was Quidditch in it, but you don't have to answer that. If, uh, I don't know if that would be a spoiler. I plead. Uh, yes, there, um, they mentioned Quidditch, but for a story-based reason, um, and probably related to future DLC, uh, Quidditch is not oh, currently dear. going on uh, during the season. Um, they have um, canceled Quidditch. the Quidditch season, and instead you're just working on uh, agility skills with your brooms, basically. So they've kind of worked that into the story. I A lot of the rumors are that, okay, there's going to be some sort of Quidditch-related DLC, which oh, to me is boy. not great. Because I don't love the idea of, of Quidditch uh, as being DLC. Hogwarts Lego DLC. Yeah. yeah. I tried. Yeah. Yeah, but they know that every single person will gladly pay $25 for a Quidditch DLC. Yeah. The other rumor I've seen is like Animages type stuff, being able to, to uh, transform yourself into uh, an animal. Um, but I, I think I think, oh, I think the Quidditch is probably the more likely of the two. Uh, but I, I'm just hoping for more story and more puzzles. Does the game have achievements? I don't know uh, because I'm not looking at them. There you um, go. That's the answer I, I wanted I to hear. I don't want really? any spoilers. That's the answer I wanted to hear. Um, yeah, don't ran. There's a looks like there's a few spoilers. Yeah, I, 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 was I, I did. List. Are they I named after spoiled songs? a thread. Oh. I kind of spoiled <laughs> a thread um, or. I spoiled a little something for myself while I was looking through the achievements. I said, that's why I'm not looking at the achievements. 
Um, uh, but it's not, not a major thing. It's just like, oh, I kind of figured that they'd be touching on story elements from the Harry Potter books. And that was kind of the theme of that achievement. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of a tie back to something I was kind of thinking that they would probably have uh, at some point. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's achievements for um, basically collectibles, you know, doing all these sorts of things, doing all those sorts of things. Uh, obviously, story-based. Uh, there's a couple different scenario-type things uh, with spells. Um, and then there are some grindy ones. So I guess maybe that's a pet peeve for some people. Um, you get an achievement based on your house and getting to a certain point in the story as a member of that house. Then you have to do that three more times. Uh, and that story point is not an hour in, it's like four hours in. Um, so, and maybe it'll be faster on your next playthrough. I'm, I'm playing on normal as I normally do. Um, but if you maybe bumped it down to easy and just, mainlined it maybe you can get that down to two hours uh per house but you are gonna have to do that three more times if you want the completion huh it's interesting that there are even is difficulty levels so is combat difficult like now mind you, uh no the, oh, let me get to that um <laughs> Mind you, I would have started as uh, each house just to get into their quarters and just to check out like their, uh, you know, their common room and their oh. bedrooms and, and just check out all how everything's laid out and just the lore that belongs to each one of those. Oh, that's so cool. Um, okay, combat. Uh, the combat looks like it's not going to be great. And you're like, okay, well, how do you make this fun? And let me tell you, they do. Uh, it is fun. Um, even with the kind of the spell switching, it's, you can you have little indicators that a spell is going to be cast at you and whether or not it is dodgeable or um, something that you can shield. Uh, and you also have the ability to um, parry. Uh, so when a spell comes at you, you press Y to put up a shield. If you hold Y, uh, you'll basically do an attack back as well as block. Then anything that comes in with like a little red circle around you, that's uh, you cannot block it. You have to dodge roll out. Um, and then you'll see opponents have different color shields every now and then, and you have to use a spell in that family, that, that color family of spells um, in order to break that shield. Um, and then uh, you can combo. So one of the best ways to do damage is to combo an enemy by like knocking their wand out of their hand, landing a couple shots, then uh, levitating them, and then landing a couple more shots and then bringing them closer to you with Accio, and then uh, a couple more shots, and then setting them on fire. Um, so it's way more than I thought it was going to be, and it is more fun than I was expecting. I won't say it's the best combat in the world, but it is it is good, and it is compelling. I've seen a couple of videos of people doing duels, and the spell uh spell chain that they're able to put together to just obliterate their opponent it, just, it looks so cool i mean it's not like world of warcraft where you're just running around and you're casting like you know uh <laughs> you're not casting a you know fireball fireball uh you are you're doing different things you're blocking spells you're, you're you know you're stun locking people you're turning them into ice uh and then you're shattering them with a with a shot which then hits you know, spreads ice to other people around them so th it is good uh, it is way more than I thought it was, and I'm happy to do that. There are <laughs> – I didn't talk about this. There's so much to talk about. Uh, there are battle arenas that you eventually unlock where you're going through waves of enemies, which is going to give you experience. It's going to give you items. 
It's going to give you gold. Um, and that's the sort of thing where you're just, you're going to be doing a lot of fighting. Uh, I have not been doing those because I'm really all about the puzzles and exploring right now. But that is another thing that you can do later on. I mean, this game, it's going to be, you know, this is going to be my list at the end of the year. <laughs> like, oh, 100%. I mean, it's it's probably number one, uh, but it's going to be up there for sure. Oh, it's got a four eight rating on TA as of right now. I know everybody loves it. I can't wait to to play it. Yeah, this is this game isn't just about the achievements. Obviously, you know, I, I just I really like the game, and I know that I don't talk about games a whole lot. We don't talk about games a whole lot that we just <laughs> like the content of. This is one of those games. I feel. <laughs> and actually going back to the patron question for the week Brooke actually texted me the other, day, the other day I guess she was watching a streamer or someone play it and she's just like I want to get Hogwarts Legacy this looks so good and I'm like ah that's usually not her style of game she does not play RPGs but yeah. for her to want to play this my, my daughter's like are you playing Harry Potter I was like well actually this is Perry Hotter and um, <laughs> I, I, I should have chosen that. I, unfortunately, my character's name is Koosh Moose. But after about six hours in, I was like, I should have been Perry Hotter. But um, <laughs> well, <laughs> so well, my name is. So she is uh, or or Justin Curry Bailey. Uh, she, oh. um, <laughs> she, she was like, are you playing Harry Potter? I was like, yeah. And she's like, can I fly the broom? Absolutely. You can fly the broom. So she's just kind of flying around. Oh, yeah. I wanted so, to know that. Too. The, yeah. The, oh, the broom. So cool. It doesn't manage. I wasn't like um, thrilled with the broom at first, but I feel like they do a pretty good job of, of, of broom mechanics in, in terms of traveling. Um, I, I don't, I'm not really looking forward to any Quidditch DLC just because of how the broom handles, but exploring the world, it makes a whole lot of sense with the, the scheme that they've picked. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. So my daughter's into it too. Like she's, she's, she's actually casting spells too. She's like in the castle where, you know, there's no enemies as far as I've experienced, there's no enemies in the castle. Uh, but she's using spells to like uh, pull flying pages to herself, or you know, to you know, set things on fire, and it's just great. It's just great. Mm. Is it a vein? Yeah, I can't wait to get into that. There is no double jump. Um, double broom jump. <laughs> double no. double fly. No, no, it's not a vainer, but um, no, doesn't matter. That's the correct answer. <laughs> no. All like, right. I do like hearing you getting all excited about this. That's uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know if it's evident. I like this game. And I think people <laughs> should play it. Sounds like if we need a Hogwarts Legacy channel. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I can't wait to get it, to be able to play that game. It looks amazing and sounds even better. You just made me more excited than want to play it. Yeah, the hype is real. This game <clears throat> is, yeah, I think it's going to be on a lot of people's, you know, game of the year list. Um, just for the content of the game. <laughs> the game stands on its own. Um, it stands on its own merits as a fantastic RPG uh, action game. Mm, yep. Can't wait. All right. Well, let's get in. Let's continue on the show. Let's get into some sales. Um, L, what would you like to recommend this week? All right. 
Well, first of all, is one of my favorite co-op games, uh, Trigger Witch, which is local only, unfortunately. But the good news is the second player gets achievements as well. Uh, Michelle and I have talked about that many moons ago. It is half price, $7.49, down from $15. I recommend it. And it isn't East Asia Soft, but it's not a quickie. It's 10 to 12 hours. But it is very, very fun. Um, there is also a Vayner, Gato Roboto, which I missed out on when it was in Game Pass, but it is $2. So I think for that price, I will be picking it up. I believe it's in the... Uh, one of those that isn't too bad of a completion. And last but not least, I'm going to pick uh, Full Metal Furies, which is also a game I missed on Game Pass. But I heard it is four-player uh, co-op goodness. And I'm all about that. And the price is right. It is $4 down from 20 which is a ridiculous sale. Good sale. And I remember like Jables and Death Dealers and that group was playing it and they really liked it. So I have their seal of approval. So that one sounds good to me. So that's uh full metal furies. $4. All right. Uh, Michelle, what game would you like to recommend? Uh, I actually, I found a second game that, that came to mind. So we were talking about Infernax. Uh, I'm going to start with this game. We we're talking about Infernax earlier. The studio that developed Infernax has developed one other game that's available on uh, Xbox, and it is just Beats and Shapes. It's not on a steep sale right now. It is thirteen ninety nine down from nineteen ninety nine. It's a uh, music like uh, a beat match style, but not beat match isn't really quite right. Um, no. I first played just Beats and Shapes in twenty fifteen. Or just shapes and beats, pardon me. Um, uh, I again, it was years ago, and then you it came out. I want to say oh. in 2018 on some other consoles, and finally made its way to Xbox uh, in May of last year. And oh. it has not been tracked by a whole bunch of gamers on TA, but it has a 4.74 rating, which sounds amazing. And given how much I enjoyed Infernax, uh, this sale, although it's not a, a deep sale. Definitely caught my eye. So that's just Shapes and Beats. Again, it's thirteen ninety nine down from nineteen ninety nine. And the other game I wanted to recommend really quickly was Rift Tracks the game. So if you're not familiar with Rift Tracks, it's like Mystery Science Theater three thousand. And if you're not familiar with Mystery Science Theater three thousand, <laughs> it's where a group of uh, folks watch generally really crummy B movies and make jokes over the B movies. So Rift Tracks presents you with shorter clips and then you can type in your riffs your jokes over those clips and there's also a full sound library in the game as well that you can use to help with this so it's sort of like if you took a jackbox game and just pulled one of the games out of it it's a lot of fun and they also had released uh, at least one extra content pack that was just a free extra content pack after the initial Ooh. release of the game. Uh, Rift Tracks is $4.99 down from $9.99. It's a party game. You can complete it in one to two hours because like a lot of these games, you can't just go and straight play straight for the achievements. Uh, but it's it's a good time. Same like Jackbox games. You have a room code. You invite people in. 
Uh, and yeah, it's we played it a little bit. I think Kenny, you played it with us as well, right? Yep. And it it was fun. It, uh, it was it's very enjoyable for five yeah. bucks. It's that's well a, worth it. That's a steal. I will say, I've been having uh, like friends over every Friday night for the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and I actually picked this up to try and play with them because we had awesome. a great time a uh, couple months ago when we played it. Uh, the three of us, Corey, your brother, Brian, Mm -hmm. and somebody else, I think, maybe. Yeah, there was one more person, I think. I don't know. It was at least the five of us played it. Okay. I can't remember. It's been a while, but yeah, it It was a a while ago. I definitely get get behind that one. All right. And, uh, Nate, what would you like to recommend? Well, uh, when you're sneaking around the, the uh, professor's chambers, there's there's one that uh, is like a miniature <laughs> Quidditch field, and there's like teeny tiny wizards just flying around playing Quidditch, and that's kind of cool. Uh, but as far as sales go, uh, Knights and Bikes, $10, down from 20 It's an action-adventure. Uh, it has a walkthrough. Uh, you know, it's a fun game. It's double fine. Um, I don't know why we don't have this in Game Pass permanently, but um, I guess you know, I guess they're the publisher. I don't know why. We don't have it, but it's $10 down for 20 So if you like it, go get it. I'm going to. Uh, then there's Wargroove, $8 down for 20 This was in Game Pass, which is why it's probably on your tag. It's strategy. It's turn-based. <laughs> um, it's an advanced wars-like <laughs> game, and it's fun. Um, and you can play it on the PC, too. It's, it's got cross-play, I believe. Um, you buy it once, you can play it on your Xbox or on your PC. So it's a great game to take and play um, if you're into that sort of thing. Then there's the Shadow Warrior Collection, $12.50 down from $50. That gets you Shadow Warrior 1 and Shadow Warrior 2. It does not get you Shadow Warrior 3, which just released recently, uh, about a week, I think a week or two ago at the most. Uh, that is a first-person shooter hack-and-slash series. Uh, these are fun games. Um you know, it's just fun to go around and just wreck stuff, and that's what you do in those games. Uh, finally, Tunch, uh, $10 down from $20. i am guessing that's how you pronounce that, Tunch. Uh, it's a roguelite beat-em-up. I love, love, love the art style of this. Uh, I do like beat-em-ups. Uh, they're one of my uh, favorite genres. Uh, I am going to be picking this up. It's got a really good score. It's like a three-something, uh, high three... Three eight or something like that. So three six nine. Of course, that's only from eight votes, but uh, Damn, it's good, good enough for me. I I really like this game. I'm gonna be uh, picking that up. Why don't you check it out? All right. Well, if you don't want to spend your money, games of gold. Uh, For the king is available all month long, and available now is guts and goals until March fifteenth. Along with that, we have a couple of Game Pass editions. We uh, we have Madden 23. Yeah, everybody knows what that is. We have uh, Gundam Battle Alliance. It's a mech hack and slash game. 35, 40 hours. This looks interesting. I was watching a couple of clips on this. We have a game, uh, Mountain Blade 2 Banner Lord, which... When I was looking at the subscription or subscription description on it, I uh, I thought one of you guys like labeled this wrong and were just trying to add tags to get me to play it. But no, this is apparently true. It's a role playing strategy hack and slash management real time game. So it's like 
couple of just genres that I love. And when I was looking at this game, it was basically like um, uh, uh, Dynasty Warriors mixed with maybe like Civilization kind of battles. Like, I don't know. It looks cool. And it's like medieval too, so it's even better. This game's calling to me. Then we also have City Skylines Remastered, which is a simulation management game. And then what Nate was just talking about, Shadow Warrior 3 Definitive Edition. First person hack and slash game, six to eight hours. Also added to Game Pass. And then next Tuesday, we have the first person shooter Atomic Heart which is a day one release for Game Pass. And this game looks sweet. I can't wait to play it. And at least one of the trailers when I was watching it had a sweet soundtrack to it. And then we do have some games leaving Game Pass at the end of the month. We have Alien Isolation, which is 40 to 50 hours. Uh, Octopath Traveler. 100, 120 hours, so if you want to complete these games before they leave, uh, good luck on that one. Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 13, it's 40 to 50 hours. Crown Trick is a 30 to 40 hour strategy turn-based game, but one player completed in 21 minutes. Hmm. Someone might knows wanna. how that works. <laughs> Investigations might want to check that out. That seems <laughs> sus. With an unattainable. Double sauce. Yep. <laughs> We're losing Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is 80 to 100 hours. I wouldn't call that um, a loss. Compl- mm, screw you. Uh, <laughs> completionist beware. It is a difficult completion. There are like S ranks and stuff like that. That is not an easy game. Uh, we have Far Changing Tides, which <laughs> this may actually be one that's doable before the end of the month it's an event eight to ten hour adventure game and then we have a no real loss here uh madden 21 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. eight to ten hours you could also probably quickly quickly complete that and then this is also set to leave the ea online servers at the end of the month now something you didn't mention but which makes this almost twice as worse uh is the alien isolation Lightning Returns, uh, Dragon Ball, Fighter Z, and Far Changing Tides are all Xbox PC stacks. So there's two each. There's two versions of Alien. There's uh, there's two versions of Lightning Returns, two versions of Far Changing Tides. So a lot of stuff is going away. It's not just this tiny list. It's almost twice as big. How are you going to be able to complete all this, Nate, and play Hogwarts? <sighs> Well, obviously, I'm not going to. Uh, I just have to buy everything. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Alien Isolation, go away. It's scary. I don't want to play it. Lightning Returns, eh. No, thank you. Uh, Far Changing Tides is the only one that I might step away from my coursework uh, to complete. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, as always, you can get them 20% off until the end of the month. Or just wait. They cut a couple of those games go on sale all the time. So you might be able to find them cheaper. I should mention that Crown Trick looks interesting. It looks unique. Uh, so if you're into unique and different, maybe check that out. Even though it does have uh, that un- unobtainable and one person who probably cheated it uh, 
or got really lucky and was the luckiest man on earth, uh, you might want to check that out if you're into that sort of thing. Was Crown Trick like Games of Gold or something like that? Because I feel like we, a whole bunch of people are just playing that or talking about it or something like that. I think you might be thinking, you know, For the King. No, nah, I, I, I don't know what I'm thinking of. Like a long time ago, I was thinking it was Big Crown Showdown. Uh, Games of Gold. Yeah, Big Crown Showdown. Oh, yep. That's it. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Not quite the same game, but still interesting. All right. Wrong crown. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes. It's just like Doom. It's yes. just like that game, but you turn tricks. <laughs> it's just like Doom. All right. That's what I meant to say. Well, let's go ahead and close the show out. Let's get into some brag camps. Uh, Michelle, go ahead and take it away. Absolutely. In completions this week, we have Jay Huns at 150 completed games. Saban Rothschild has reached 350 completed games. Jay Black at 400 completed games. Matthew 00, 700 completed games. Alicia has reached 1,100 completed games. X Magic Monk IX has reached 1,700 completed games. Thrash Forever at 2,200 completed games. And Redemption Denied laughs at all your efforts and has passed 2,950 completed games. Good job, everyone. Yowza. Wow. In Streaks, X the Hero is currently on a 50 day, as is Mental Knight and Henky XD, which I think is a smiley face. Redemption <laughs> Denied with 150 <laughs> days. Scarves with 450. AS Unknown 1 with 550. Ben L72 with 700 days. Sniped by a girl with 3,400. We've jumped ranks here. We've, we've added zeros, people. Sniped by a girl, 3,400. Then Blue Thunder, 7398 with 3,550. And Firehawk D and a little guy I like to call Biggle with both <laughs> with 3,700 days. Ouch. Hey. That's ridiculous. She's man. That's my territory, Firehawk D. That is your real name. In Gamer Score, Hat90 has hit 400,000. And Igneo Montoyo has hit 1.6 million gamer score. Yeah, that's like four hat and nineties, so that's like hat and five hundred. Yeah, but that's not that math. <laughs> oh, um, Hatton did post in Brad Camp that he hit 400k right on the nose playing a walk in the dark with the achievement. Uh, it's shiny. Nice. Okay. Caught your first shiny. I like shinies. Ooh, shiny. See? Eagle Montoya, 1.6 million. Unreal. In Leader My Boards, Alex R. Davies is in the top 500 of the England Achievements Completion Percentage Leader Board. Ahizo is in the top 10 of Achievements 1 Leaderboard for Card and Board. Dark Lord Dinable Davis is in the top 10 of Kentucky Gamer Score Leaderboard for Run and Gun. Domain is in the top 50 of Washington Gamer Score Leaderboard for Education and Trivia. GT3 Option Fan is in the top 200 of Georgia True Achievement. Oh, that's what GT stands for Georgia True Achievement. I knew it. <laughs> Leaderboard for Xbox 360. Ah, oh, Xbox 360 Vayners. Very nice. Make sure you play that Castlevania Symphony of the Night, my friend, but not that awful Shadow Complex. 
Prism Clue School mm. is in the top 20 of the TA Difference Leaderboard for Hack and Slash. And since I was not here last week, I have to congratulate Fufu Cuddly Poof. Oh, man, I missed those momentous occasion of being in the top 100,000. <laughs> I mean, those are the days you don't want to miss. I right? could those not stop the- laughing. <laughs> listening to that. It's like when your child learns to walk. I know. Uh, when they I- first have solid foods. I mean, this is a milestone moment. I was dying laughing listening to this. He's like, I did. <laughs> I still don't remember tracking that. You got to track everything, and eventually you'll get on a leaderboard. You just have to uh, hopefully hope that someone moves or dies, and then you'll take their place. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, as many leaderboard uh, milestones we get, I can tell that's what most people do. <laughs> yes. Is there actually a limit to the to how many you can you can track? Mm, yes, I thought there was. Yeah, I thought there was a limit. But if you are a pro member, probably you get more. I think that's exactly right. All right. I'm always right. I don't know about that one. Oh. All right. Well, that will do it for us this week. Thank you all for listening. Um, As always, you can check us out in all the social media links listed down below in the show notes. We have a Google Doc that has links to everything. So check check that out. Read the show notes. And once again, thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. See you all next week. So long. Mincarium, chips, and salsa. Hello once again, AH101. This is Neo21, and this is the January Year of the Vayner Summary. So first off, I just want to shout out a congratulations to Alex R. Davies for hitting third place in global Vayner Gamer Score. Congrats, dude. That's awesome. So uh, the January Vayner of the month was Mummy Demastered, and it was also the most completed game in January with five completions. There were 27 completions in total for the month of January, and for most completions in the month was a three-way tie between Alex, Jay Huns, and... Rocker Dude, with three completions each. The February Vayner of the Month was originally rolled as Blasphemous, but a day or two after that happened, there was an announcement that Infernax is leaving Game Pass in the middle of the month, so both Blasphemous and Infernax are Vayners of the Month for February, so you can complete either of them to get the three entries for the raffle at the end of the year. I just completed Infernax last night and followed a video guide from YouTuber named Optinoob. He had a uh, it took it takes three playthroughs, and he has a video on each one. Each playthrough took about an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, that does include using cheats, so if you're against that, then it'll probably take a bit longer than that. But if you're okay with using cheats and getting it done as quickly as possible, it's three playthroughs with, you know, so about six to eight hours, I would say. All right, so now for the stats. The best part. So for TA earned in the month of January, in first place was Alex with 5,111. Second place was Rocker Dude with 5,011. And third place was Scaravese with 4,866. I believe that's how it's pronounced. I think I saw him type it out, the pronunciation, in 
Discord the other day. I believe it's Scarvese. So hopefully I'm getting that right. In uh, for gamer score earned in January, first place was Rocker Dude with 2,675. In second place was Scarvese with 2,120. And in third was Alex with 1,860. So same three, just in a different order. For achievements earned, in first place was Scarvese with 92. In second place was Rocker Dude with 68. And in third place was a two-way tie between Alex and Fug with 62 achievements. I was able to do a couple giveaways because a couple of Vayners were on sale in the month of January. So we did that yesterday, which, uh, well, not yesterday when you're hearing this, but when I'm recording this on Sunday the 5th. So that would have been Saturday the 4th. And Chewy on Ice won a copy of Trash Quest and Scarvese won the Return to Arkham bundle. So I can't guarantee I'll be doing a giveaway every month, but if games go on a good enough sale, I will buy a couple to give away at the end of each month that I can afford it. All right, and lastly, there are 11 of you on the chopping block, meaning you did not get a Vayner achievement in January. So go ahead and take a look at the January summary post that I put in Discord. Uh, Or you can go onto the spreadsheet and look at the Vayner of the Month tab, and it has everybody listed there. So just make sure you get a Vayner achievement in the month of February to your remain fully eligible for all the aspects of Vayner of the Month for another two months. So... That is about it. So you guys get those Blasphemous and Infernax completions in. And I will talk to you at the end of February with the February wrap-up. Touch you later.